You're listening to the Weekend Sport Podcast with Jason Pine from Newstalk ZB. Happy birthday, Tony Blaine. Happy birthday, Geordie Barrett. I'm Jason Pine. Show producer today is Jack Coffey. We're coming to you from Sydney this weekend. A bit of sport on over here this weekend. So we've set up camp in lovely Chatswood. That's where the show is coming to you from today and also tomorrow. History for the Black Caps. A first ever Test Series win over South Africa secured with a seven-wicket win in Hamilton yesterday, ending a 92-year wait. Literally no more words for Kane Williamson, I don't think. The dictionary doesn't have any more. We need some new ones. Three centuries in four innings in this series. Former New Zealand opener and now cricket commentator Mark Richardson is with us shortly to break down this series, but really to look ahead and answer a couple of selection questions and your thoughts are well and truly encouraged as well. How do you feel heading into the main course? A two-test series against Australia starting at the Basin Reserve on Thursday week. Other matters around today, the Hellberg Awards were held on Wednesday night after one, a bit of a mini-panel to discuss what the future of the Hellberg Awards might look like. Again, your input is welcomed. The greatest ever New Zealand breaker, Tom Abercrombie, announced his retirement this week and in front of a sold-out Spark Arena last night helped his team keep their ANBL playoff hopes alive. He is with us after two. Wellington Phoenix defender Finn Sermon's on the show ahead of their A-League men's clash with MacArthur tomorrow. NASCAR underway this weekend. Shane Van Gisbergen is now a full-time NASCAR driver. We'll look at what the year holds for him with top US motorsport broadcaster Nate Ryan and our Aussie correspondent Adam Peacock in his regular slot around 1.45. Your calls and feedback to the show well and truly encouraged across the afternoon. 0800 80 10 80. You can send your texts in to 9292 or emails to jason at zb.co.nz. Just coming up 10 minutes past midday. A healthy serving of sport. Weekend Sport with Jason Pine. Call 0800 80 1080. News Talk ZB. News Talk ZB. Just uh, getting in touch with Mark Richardson to uh, to get some analysis wrapped around this uh, this piece of cricket history. But let's bring in one of our best test openers, one of our best cricket commentators now. Mark Richardson joins us. Um, Riga, thanks for taking our call, mate. What was your overall assessment of the way New Zealand went about their work in Hamilton over the last four days? Yeah, you go, Tony. Um, yeah, I, I think I think they did it pretty well. I think they were they were shocked a little bit. The uh, South Africans came back at them and put them uh, under pressure. If you go back to the first test, they pretty much got their noses in front and then you know kept kept their uh, foot on the throat and, and did a really good job on South Africa. But South Africa, I, I think, at times in that last test, got in front of New Zealand and New Zealand was able to dig themselves out of a hole, which. Uh, shows a little bit of character, and and uh, if you were looking at the series as a bit of a sort of touch up and brush up for for Australia, it was probably a really useful outing. Was there any degree of uh, worry that they got themselves in a bit of a hole that they got behind in this Test match against a, a an understrength South African side? Well, you shouldn't. You shouldn't get behind. Um, but if you do, you got to get yourself out of it. And I've always thought that in any sport, you know, if you're the better player or the better team, and, and the other side lifts, you know, it shows that you you have an ability to win 
um, you know, when, when you sort of look at, look at the situation and go, hold on, well, this ain't quite right, this shouldn't be happening, and you can get out of it, that's, that's sort of a, an X factor of good side. So I was actually pleased to see that. Um, you know, should they have got, got behind the game against that South African side? Possibly not. But then I think at times that wicket was a little bit of a leveller. There was something in it there the whole time. Uh, and, you know, those South African bowlers were okay. They were good first-class um, standard bowlers, and you'd expect them to be able to put reasonable players under pressure. They just couldn't do it for long enough, and, and at the end you saw the difference between a test side and a first-class side. Are there any new ways to describe Kane Williamson's batting? Oh, God, I, you just got to keep throwing out the superlatives, don't you? Yeah, I, I, I hope that in years to come, or I hope now, if he was never to play another game, he'd be regarded all around the world as one of the greatest ever because that's what he is. He's one of the greatest ever batters who have played the game. Um, and yet I don't think he's held... I think by the, I, I think by cricketers who still play, yeah, I think they, they hold him in massive high regard. But in terms of fans of the game in other countries, I don't think they see him in the same light as a Virat Kohli, um, you know, or, or a Viv Richards or some of the, you know, the great English players that have gone before, great Aussies. And yet he's he's every bit their equal, if not their better. It's just unfortunately he plays for an unfashionable cricketing nation. But the weight of numbers has to play a part in all of this, Rick. I mean, there's only ten guys in the history of Test cricket now have scored, scored more centuries than he has. If he gets three more, which he probably will, he'll be up in the top six of Test century makers yeah. of all time. We're talking a we're talking a, a generational talent here, aren't we? Oh, an, an, an amazing cricketer. Um, you know, he's gone well beyond just being New Zealand's greatest batsman. He's, he's one of the best the world's ever seen. But it's the way that he turns out his runs. He does it, yeah, he rips you to shreds, but via paper cuts. I, I, <laughs> yeah. think, I don't think any bowler runs in and, and sort of fears bowling to Kane Williamson. But at the end of the day, they probably walk off the park and go, oh my God, I've got, I've got none for 150. And that, uh, that, that bloke's on, on 169 hours. <laughs> how did he do that? That's how he operates. And that's, that's why I don't think, you know, he's sort of, people sort of speak of him in the same light as, say, Viv Richards and these guys of the past, but you should, because he's every bit as good. Devin Conway, his last eight test innings, 12, 22, 11, 2, 1, 29, naught and 17. How concerned should we be about the form of Devin Conway? Yeah, I think very concerned. Um, yeah, he was a guy that came to New Zealand and was just brilliant. Yeah, he led the way for Wellington. He would score runs in the big games. Then he got his opportunity for New Zealand, and he was just a world beater. And all of a sudden, in five minutes, we're describing him as world class. This is his first bad run. Uh, this is this is the first time he's faced the adversity. It's the first time he's faced an immense amount of self-doubt and media scrutiny as well. Rather than the media saying, this guy is, is a champ, now they're going, well, this guy possibly might not keep his place. And uh, it'll be a test for him. I, I think he's strong enough and, and um, grounded enough individual to come through it. What you hope when players like this go through this is when they do come out of it, and he is a classy player, and he knows how to score big totals, when they do come out of it, they come out just a little bit better, and that's what I hope. That's why I'm not prepared to you know, turn my back on him and say, let's look for someone else, because you, we know how good he can be. Um, and he, he's deserved a very, very long rope.
Um, but right now it's starting to approach the end of it, isn't it? And I think everyone's getting a little bit nervous. What is the best way? To, I'm not. I'm not aiming this particularly at you. But what is the best way to get out of a batting trot if you if you're having a bit of a bad run? What's the best way to get out of it? Well, I, you you got to try to identify the reason. If, if there's a technical issue there, you have got to work hard on it. Um, but there's only really one way to get out of it, and that's that's to fight your way out of it. Is to to dig deep, take a deep breath, and fight hard. Um, you know, he's, he's not, the, the problem, the problem he's got, I think, is that sometimes you go through a bad run and you feel all right at the crease and you think, well, that's cricket. And then you, that happens for four or five innings. If you're feeling awful and, and you're not moving and the ball's hitting the bat as opposed to the bat hitting the ball, um, then, then it can be a lot worse. And right now he doesn't look good. He looks scratchy and he does look like, you know, a walking wicket, but. But the only way, and, and I go back to when he scored runs, uh, is just you could see the concentration. The thing that always stuck out in my mind was how intently he watched the ball. Uh, the ability to watch the ball sounds simple, but there's a, a lot of things cloud your mind and stop you from just focusing on the thing that really matters when that ball's let go, and that's getting a really, really good side of that red thing as it's coming down towards you. And I think that's all he can do is go back to just ball after ball and scratch his way to a decent score and it'll start coming right. Mm. Just a couple of other matters. Test debut for Willow Rourke, player of the match. Four for 59 and five for 34. What did you make of the way Willow Rourke bowled in Hamilton? Yeah, I, I liked it. Uh, I was a little bit concerned when I watched him bowl a little bit that, yeah, he's a tall kid, young kid with a bit of pace and he might just bowl a little bit short for test cricket, but he, he had a really good length. And I, I think he did bowl a little bit short in his first a couple of spells and then he and then he started finding a length and he started picking up wickets um, and if, and and I think a, a great illustration or a great mentor role model for him is is uh, Carl Jameson and the way that he's done so well in Test cricket because he pitches the ball up and he brings the stumps into play which then makes shorter ball a little bit difficult uh, dangerous as well um, but I, I like what I saw he's a player for the future um, and um, yeah I, I've. I'm expecting him to be in that side for a long time now. And you mentioned Kyle Jamison. Terrible news this morning, a stress fracture in his back. He's out for the entire summer. Rig, are we in the Shane Bond conversation here where we might never actually see Kyle Jamison fulfil his true potential because of these these injuries he just seems to keep picking up? Yeah, maybe. It's it's a bit worrying, isn't it? A bit concerning because if you're injury prone, you're stress fracture prone. Uh, it's not great. No, I know. I know the lad really wants to play Test cricket. I mean, he turned down an IPL uh, deal or didn't make himself available for the IPL, so he go and play that series in England, um, which you know, garners great respect from me. And he's a great Test bowler. He really is. Well, you can't say great, but he's you know, he, he's one of the first picked in our Test side. And he does really well, and to have him and O'Rourke on the same side would have been fantastic. Uh, that's a massive, massive loss going into the Australian series and. We can just hope that he, he comes out of this. He still wants to play test cricket. You know, he doesn't think, you know what, the body's not allowing me to do it. I might just focus on the T20s and the big bucks because I think that'd be a great loss. Mm, indeed. All right, just to finish, um, how is this team placed to challenge Australia in the upcoming two-tier series? Um, underdogs. When I look at that Australian side, the amount of good cricket Australia has played, uh, the amount of world-class cricketers in their side, 
And I think the biggest gap, we look at that great Australian bowling unit and you, know, you look at the likes of you know, Hazelwood and, and Cummins, but really the difference in the two bowling attacks for my money is Nathan Lyon. And, and th- because of that, New Zealand, I don't think, can play this test series in flat conditions. I, I just think Australia will make too many runs and then they'll get enough runs for Nathan Lyon to put a lot of pressure on New Zealand. He could very much be the difference. So I think we're going to have to take our chances. I think we're going to have to try to even things up a little bit, and I think we need a lot of juice in the wickets and have a little bit of a um, bit of a bit of a bowl off. Intriguing ten days coming up, that's for sure. Always enjoy chatting cricket with you, Rick. Thanks for taking our call, mate. No worries, mate. For more from Weekend Sport with Jason Pine, listen live to News Talk ZB weekends from midday, or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.